Welcome everyone. Today's Daf Yomi class, Harlem and On slash Torah, is dedicated to Rishmat, our dear Rabbi, Rabbi David Jamal David Ben Rivka. Tem Nishmatot Sedura Bitsor Hachayim Amen. We are beginning today's Daf on, which is really Daf Nundalit, on Rud Gimel Amubet. Uh, we left off at the two dots, Tanu Rabbanan, uh, I believe. Yes. Tanu Rabbanan. You see where I am? I'm pointing with the cursor on the screen for those who are on the screen. I don't know what happened to my people. Are you guys still there? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, Rabbi. Yes. I don't know why I don't see anyone on the screen, but okay. Tanu Rabbanan. If you have a question, just unmute yourself. Tanu Rabbanan. There was a story of a guy whose wife died. And he left over a son to nurse. Now, in the olden days, if a person's wife died and he doesn't have, there's no formula, so the baby's uh, in danger. Uh, the normal procedure was you find a lady who is also nursing and you pay her, or had just finished nursing, you pay her to continue nursing your baby. He did not have wages to pay for a wet nurse. Hashem made a miracle for him. And his breast opened up like the two breasts of a woman. And he himself nursed his son. Amar of Yosef says, Come and see how great is this man. Hashem made a miracle for him like this. So Abaya, the student of Yosef, told him, Adirabha, the opposite. How weak is this man? Hashem had to change the order of creation for him to be able to nurse his son. Now the machloka between Abaya and Rav Yosef about this is as follows. According to Rav Yosef, the fact that Hashem was able to change nature for him was indicative that he was a big, big tzaddik. And, and therefore, Hashem could have, Hashem, according to Abaya, according to Yosef, Hashem could have given him just wealth to hire a lady. But instead, he wanted to specifically show that this guy is worthy of a miracle. And he didn't give him the wealth Rather, he made the miracle for him. And according to Rabbi Yosef, according to Abaya, he says, no. He says, if, if uh, Hashem really loved him, he'd give him the extra money, which we could use for other things as well. And he's agreeing that it's a, it's a, it's a level, but not as great as a guy who gets money, according to uh, uh, Abaya. Amar Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda says, Come see how tough it is for a person to get parnasah. That Hashem had to change Seder Bereshit and the guy still couldn't get his parnasah. You see, because a miracle happened and he didn't get his, he didn't get his money. New story. Tanu Rabbanan, we have a brighter. This guy married a woman who was handless. She had lost her hand previously. And he didn't notice that she didn't have a hand 
till the day she died. Amar Rav, Rav says, Bo, Look how sinuyut this woman was in her house, that she was so sanua that her husband didn't even realize that she was missing her hands. It is normal for a woman to try to be sinuyut. It's and, and for a woman to try to cover up, especially a woman who's missing a hand. Look how Sanua this man, this husband was, that even his wife, he's not looking at so much. And he didn't notice that she was handless until the day she died. The Vedish Christ is the story how he noticed on the day she died. Okay, back to the Mishnah. Are we with, is everyone with me so far? Yes. 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 Rabbi. I do not know why, but I do not see anyone's faces there here. I don't know why. Give me one second. Let's see if we can figure this out. Show floating. Uh, show video. There we go. Okay. Now you're back. Welcome, guys. Okay. We said Zichanim, the Rams, Yotzim Libubin, are allowed to go out Libubin. My Libubin. What is Libubin? The Gemara wants to know. So the same way Mike didn't know what Libubin was when he read the Mishnah. Relax. Neither did the Aramonaim when they read the Mishnah. Amr Abuna, Abuna says, Tutri. Tutri. When they came out of Libubim, it means they came out Tutri. Does that make it easier for you, uh, Mike? Not much, right? <laughs> then they came out They came out tied together, Yanni. Oh, Tutri. What Tutri mean? You know what it means? It's, it says it means tied together in pairs. Ah, very good. They're in pairs. Tutri means pairs. Very good. They were tied together in pairs, and therefore, that's where they're not allowed to go out, right? So they're, so they're allowed to go out, like that. My mashma, the Halloween Mishnah de Krobi, how do we know that the language of Libuim indicates uh, that they're together? Libabtini means you're close to me, my sister Kala. This is a Pasuk in Shida Shirim, where Hashem is saying that Kala Yisrael is close to us. So therefore you see that just like Hashem is close to us with the word Libabtini, so Libabtini means the two goats, two rams are close to each other as well by being tied together so they don't run away. It seems like a person was worried that his rams would run away. If you send them out tied, it doesn't let them run away and therefore they'll stay close. Okay. This is a piece of leather which you tie, according to this rabbi, Ula, he says this libabtin is a leather piece which is tied on the goats in order that they don't get attacked by wolves. Ze'evim achzarim, nafli, no, nafli. These wolves, they like to pounce on males, and they don't pounce on females. Why? Because the males go in the front of the flock. And therefore, since the males are more vulnerable to wolf attacks, it is common to put these leather skins over their hearts to make them impervious to the attacks of the wolves. Interesting, right? The Gemara challenges that. You mean 
wolves only attack at the front of the flock and not in the back of the flock. Rather, they mostly on the they get the back of the flock. Rather, because the males are juicier, they're fatter, and therefore they're more likely to get attacked. You don't have any fat in the kibot. The two or another, does the Ze'ev know the difference between, the, between a male or a female? Rather, it's because their mouths, the mouths of the males are high, the noses are high, and they look like they're strutting. Since they look like they're strutting, they attract more attention and they're more likely to get attacked and they need this protection. That's according to that rabbi. This is a piece of leather which is put under their maleness in order they should not mount the females. Says How do we know? Because the Sefer says, and the female goats, why shechuzot? This means, shochazot means that the females, female cows have a tail that covers their private parts. And they would tie the tail up in order to make it more attractive for the male rams to mount them. And therefore, we want to say that just like the Rechelim, when it says the word shechuzot, was referring to an act that was, that was promoting mating so too, the word libubin about the males is referring to an act that was inhibiting mating. It was a mating-based item. And therefore, we're saying, according to this third chapter, that this libubin is a skin, but it's not protecting you from the foxes. Rather, it's preventing mating in a time when you don't want them to mate. Is anyone with me? Yes, Rabbi. Good. Carl? Give me a thumb. Just repeat that last part, Rabbi. I'm sorry. Okay, what we're saying is as follows. That re- according to the third chat, this team on the males is referring to a piece of skin that's preventing them from mating. It goes on their male part, their maleness, to prevent them from mating during a season when you don't want them to mate. Okay? Yeah. And the way we're proving that is because the next thing in the Mishnah is a something about females, and it's talking about tying their tails high to to induce mating. Okay? So just like that was a mating-related item, we're assuming the one before it was also mating-related. Got it. And, and again, Go we're all talking about closing off these areas or accentuating these areas on Shabbat and using an added piece in order to do so, Right. Right. Well, you, they, they'd be on maybe from before Shabbat, but the question is where they can go out with them. Because it's an added piece that's, that's not part right. of their body that's tied, right? Okay. Correct, correct, correct. Right. And, and your animal's not going to work on Shabbat. Okay? Mm-hmm. And working includes carrying. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. How do we know the word shikhuzot by the females is referring to reve- revealing part of their body? Because it says, 
there is a woman who came to greet him. There's a pasuk in, in Tanakh, which is a woman came to greet him. Shit zona vinotzeret lev. Now the word shit zona is a acronym for shechuzot. Okay, vinotzeret lev. So you see that the word shit zona and shechuzot are connected. And that therefore we know that by the female it was something that was inducing mating. Okay. That's all so far so good. Now we said Harechilim, the female goat, female um, goat rams, Yotzot Kibulot, could go out Kibulot. My Kibulot, what's Kibulot? So now we're explaining. You over here, you're tying the female's um, tail down so the, man, the male does not mount it. Okay? Kadesh, I guess it's a time when you don't want them to get pregnant. My mashma, what's the thing? How do you see that the high kibul listen in the law of Ipiri? How do you know the word kibul is implying that they're not going to have fruit, that they're not going to get pregnant? Because there's different pasuk that says, This is a pasuk by Hiram, the king of Tzur. Hiram, the king of Tzur, was a friend of Shlomo Melech, and Shlomo sent him a bunch of cities as a present which he was dissatisfied with, okay? And, and this is the basuk referring to Hiram, the king of Tzur's dissatisfaction with Shilomor's cities that he sent him. Ma sent him means he gave him as a present. What are these cities that you gave me, Achim, my brother? And he called them Eretz Kibul Adayomazeh, a land of Kibul to this day. My Eretz Kibul, Amravuna, there's tons of people there who are covered with gold and silver. And therefore, he's not satisfied with these things. And therefore, just like this is a place, that, just like these cities don't make fruits, so too, when Rechelot are going out Kivulot, it means that they're in a way that they can't make fruit because you tied their tail down and they're unmountable. Okay? Okay? When it says he didn't like them, why didn't he like them? Because the people have so much gold and silver, he would love that. What's wrong with gold and silver? Maybe Uncle Carl doesn't like gold and silver. But everybody else, they like it. Why wouldn't he not like it? <laughs> so he told them back, In, yes. Since these guys are so rich, they don't do work, and therefore the king of of Sur, who makes money on taxing work, will not appreciate people who are so rich they don't have to do work and there's no more money to be made from them. It means it was a land, a land of Chomtim. You know what Chomtim is, Mike? I, I do not. I'm looking it up. Okay, hold on. I'll tell you right now in a second. Chomtim Haita. The earth was salty and cracked or sandy. Okay, so the people were falling into the earth. Because a person would sink into it up to his, Mike? Uh, would sink into up to his ankle. Up to his ankle. And it wasn't able to bear. People would say, again, you see the word or kablanot are not making fruits, and therefore it must be that these rechelot, these female 
rams were going out and not making fruit. Are we clear so far? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're comparing the female rams to a type of land that was like quicksand and not fertile. The tails tied down so they cannot have babies is similar to like like land land that's not fertile. Okay. Right. Okay. Is that clear, uh, Uncle? Yes. Let's go. Ben, you with us? Yes, Rama. Okay, let's go. We said that the izim, the goats, can go at sidurot. Okay. Let's get this clear. Did I skip something? Yes, I skipped. Yeah, Rabbi, kibunot. Sorry. Kibunot. My kibunot, what is kibunot? Shemichamin otogimilit. This means that they wrap it up to make fine wool. It seems like, I don't know if you've ever seen, but a regular wool sheep, the wool gets very, very dirty while it's out there. It needs to be bleached in order to be usable. Now, there were some baby lambs that were born that they would immediately wrap them in a, a, a type of garment that would cover the wool so the wool won't get dirty. And then they use that wool when the animal grows up, they use that wool to make fine, fine garments, okay? Cleanly lit, the best type of royal garment was made from animals that they keep changing their coats in order to keep the wool clean, okay? So kibunot means they can, can they go out with these things to cover their wool? It's for the fine wool. Like, like uh, clean wool of a one day old. That they get it ready. They get it covered up for fine wool. Now we said the the goats can go out sidurot. What sidurot? Itmar we learned. Now we have a three way machok in the Mishnah about this. There was Rabbi Yehuda. Oh, let's just check the Mishnah a second. Hold on. Okay, the Mishnah said the following. Tanakama, Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Yehuda. All right. Tanakama, if I remember, was lenient, double lenient. Right. Tanakama permits the pouch in all circumstances, okay. yes. The, the Tanakama always lets the Correct. Rabbi Yossi says it's okay for everyone except for the Rechelin. Rabbi Yossi prohibits it in all, and Rabbi Yehuda says that. It's for all of them except for the Rechelin, and the Ruda says it depends. According to him, it depends if you're doing it to dry it or for chalav. So again, so tzidurot means like this. You have these animals that are going out um, with their udders with their tied. Now, there's two t- ways to tie an udder. You can tie an udder in order to make them dry up and stop nursing, wean their babies which sometimes they like to do because the, the, the milk gets in their way. And sometimes you can, you can tie the udders just to catch the milk so you don't lose it. So, Tanakama says you can always do it. 
Whether you're trying to catch it, whether you're trying to dry it up, either way, it's okay. If Yossi is not letting, unless it's kibunot, he's not allowing anything at all in the Mishnah besides the kibunot. And if Yehuda is saying that they could go out sinurot to dry and not for chalav. Okay, let's see what's going on here. Itmar. Hold on, maybe there's two opinions. Tanakama is not, not an opinion over here. So let's see. Let's see. I think there is a Tanakama. Let's see. Itmar. There is Tanakama. Itmar. Rav says that if it's going out to dry, it's okay. But if it's going out, if you're taking it to dry out the others, it's fine. But if we're going out tied up for the Chalav, it's Asur. That either way is asur. Okay? So this is a machloket. Rav is being lenient and letting you go out with others tied up if it's in order to dry it up. And Shmuel is being a little stricter and he, he's not letting anything at all. Okay. Right. Some learn this, this statement alone. Rav said, Rav said, that liyavesh is mutar and not for chalav, and shmuel said both asur. The difference between the two ways to say it: in one way he's saying halacha is like this tana, the other way he's saying it on his own. In case you get mixed up, he's telling you straight up what he holds. Without in case you forgot which tana says which, or you have a different gear up, he's giving it to you like this. Either way, machloket rav and shmuel about if it's tied up to dry, rav is letting shmuel not. Aha. Some learn it the other way. And they say it like this. Goats can go out when they're tied up to dry. But not for milk. This is the To dry is okay and to milk is all good. But since it's impossible to be able to figure out you can't tell so well when you tie it which one is to dry and which one is for the chalav. And therefore, I don't know why it's not so clear, but it seems like they, they were similar and it's hard to tell. Therefore, people are going to see, they're not going to know why you're doing it. And therefore, the rabbi said, It's both asur. Even though technically it's mutar, but a person should not let his cow is easy to go out with anything tied because people watching might see and they'll think they'll not know how you're doing it and therefore don't let it go out like that at all. Right. That is two opinions. So it sounds like everyone's saying not to do it. Now we have an opinion the opposite, diametrically opposed. Ki ata rabin, when rabin came, Rabbi, rabin, can you move the page up? Ki ata rabin, when rabin came, Okay, so this is a very, very lenient opinion. Okay, very good. We have a brand new Mishnah, guys. Let's go. Says the Mishnah, and with what type of 
what type of animal accessory can they never go out? Lo yotzer gamal b'matlunit. A gamal, a camel, cannot go out with a small pillow that they put under their tail. It seems like they used to strap up with ropes a camel. And being that the tail part of a camel is sensitive, the, the, the rope tend to shape the skin of the camel. And when your camel's unhappy, you're unhappy. So what they would avoid doing is by they would put a little pillow under the rope. So this way, when, when the camel is going downhill and most of the load is shifting forward, and therefore the rope is now pulling at the rear of the animal, this pillow will take the brunt of the chafing so that the animal's backside does not get um, raw, raw skin from when it goes downhill. You got it? So this item mm-hmm. is a pillow that goes under the animal's rope in the rear of the animal by the tail. Okay? So you can't go out with that pillow. Akud, below Akud. Akud is tied up. Animals can't go with their, with their, so we're going to see soon in the Gemara, this means that their, their legs are tied up so they don't run away. Another way to tie them up, two ways. But also other animals can't go out with their legs tied up so they don't run away. You can't tie camels to each other and you pull on the cord. It seems like they would tie one camel, camel behind the camel behind it. You pull one cord and all 10, 10 camels will come. You're not allowed to do that on Shabbat. Aval, but you are allowed you want to look you are allowed it's not oh yeah it looks like it's not working yeah I don't think this is working okay 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 what have yeah, picture. Picture. yeah, let's see it. Let me see if I could do it. I don't know. I can't see myself. Okay, don't worry about it. Brother. Now, so you're not allowed to put all the animals tied to each other, Carl, because then it looks like you're going to the market to sell them. We're going to see in the corner. But right. if you take all 10 ropes and put them all in one hand and they're not attached to each other, that's okay. Oh, Okay, he's got the camels. Those camels look nice. What about it? Oh, that's a, that, that's those two ways to tie it. We're going to see that later. Okay. Tana. We learned in a bright time. Let's see this here. Can we show more pictures? Uh, no, I think we're good. When I need it, I'll get to it. Tana, we learned in a bright time. Can you guys hear me? No. I lost you for a minute. Ah, internet connection unstable. 
Yeah, you were you were you were out for a solid forty five seconds just now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what did you hear? Well, tell me what you heard. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Verizon Fios. We gotta call them up. Okay. <laughs> um let's start, let's start with the Gamar again. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, he can't go out the camel with a pillow tied to its tail. But you can go out with a pillow tied to its tail and a hump. If tied to both, then it's okay. If the pillow is tied to its placenta, I don't know how it seems like there could be a placenta that's hanging out of the animal's womb somehow, and you can tie some people and won't move it off. It, it, I, I can't explain this. I, I doubt you have a picture of that. Um, All right. I want to show the pictures. Oh, that's the one from before, where the the one on the bottom is a lag, the one on top is a sword. Okay, because the one on top looks like you're going to the market. The one on the bottom looks like you're trying to bring a camel. As long as you don't hold it too, you don't wrap it in your hand too much, then it's us with. The bottom one is mutar, unless you wrap it. We're going to see soon in the Gemara. Okay. Now the Gemara is going to go to the second part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, you can't allow your animals to go with their legs tied up. You should hold those pictures in a second. We'll see in a second. Lo akud v'lo ragud. Now, the word akud should be familiar to us, Michael, because we all pray every morning about akedat yitzchak. The word akedat does not mean sacrifice. The word akedat means tying. Abraham Avinu, before he, before he put yitzchak al he tied him tight so he can't move and make the sacrifice pasul. Okay? So here we're talking about going out with Animals that are akud are tied or ragul, another way of tying. The Gemara is going to have a machlok at what they mean. We'll show you a couple of pictures before we start so you'll be able to understand them. Go ahead, Ben. I'm ready for the pictures right now. Show the pictures? Yes, show the pictures. You, we're going to talk about it back and forth. Gemara is going back and forth. Let's just show. Okay, if you look at the bottom guy, go close. The bottom guy. This is the um, awkward and guys, he's, you see, it looks like he, it's cut off. It's don't say what it is. The Gemara is going to go back and forth. Don't say. I just want to see the pictures. In the top picture, you see the animal. The animal's two legs are tied to each other that way, and the other one, move it over a little bit. So you see the back one. Move it over, Ben. Move it. Yes, side. the back one. You see the two front ones tied. Either the front and back are tied. Either the front and back aside, or the, the or the two front. Side. You see that, Carl? Mike, yeah. you see those? Okay, let's go further. I'm Rabbi Huda. Akud, tied up Akud. That's Akidat Yad Veregel. That's tying up your hand and your leg. Kitzchak ben Abraham, Kitzchak Abraham's son. I guess they tied Yitzchak's legs to his arms. Ragul, that's, that's the, the picture on the bottom where the camel had its thigh on its, its lo, below the knee tied to its, to its thigh. 
So it couldn't walk while it's hobbling around. This is your Yehuda state. Now we're going to ask a question where you see that you're, yes, they're both talking about times, but you got your tying things mixed up. It says in a Brighta, that a Brighta, that that the word akud is akidat yad v'regel. No, I'm sorry. Akud shtei adayim v'shtei agayim. According to this, akud means to tie two hands together and two feet together. And ragul And the ragul is not um, with the the calf on the thigh. The short. So you see that it's not what you said. There's a mistake about what's called akud. You said akud is hand to foot, and here it's saying akud is hand to hand and leg to leg. You with me, Carl? Make up your yeah. mind. What's akud? Is akud hand to hand, leg to leg, or it's hand to leg, hand to leg? Says the Gemara. Who the Amar Kai Tana? This is Machloketani. He means going like one Tana. The Tanya akud akidat yad v'regel. Akud is hand to foot, or or shteir dime shteir dime, or two hands and two feet. And Ragul is big short. And Ragul is like we said before, is you don't put your your calf on your thigh. It's still not the same because the second Brita was saying that Akud could be either Akud could be either hand foot or hand hand foot foot. And the first Rabbi Rehuda said that Akud is only hand foot and not hand hand foot foot. Are you with me, Carl? No, yeah. You are. Yeah. Okay, good. The Rashi and Sefer are good, but the middle one is no good because he, he didn't say Takud, now he said Takud. Rather, he's talking like the third Tana in this Brachta. It says, Akud, I get a regular Kitzak He's going like this third Brachta, which fits exactly like what he said. Very good. Now, we said, You're not allowed to tie the camels one to the other, like we saw in that picture, and lead them all in one long row. Why not? It looks like you're going to the camel market to sell camels, and you can't look like you're doing business on Shabbat. But you're allowed to take all the strings in your hands. Now, we said, you're allowed to take all the strings in your hands, but you're not allowed to take all the strings in your hands. Hold on. As you can take all of them in your hands and pull it as long as you don't wrap it up. Now, why can't you wrap it up in your hands? Why can't I take the five ropes in my hands and wrap them up like this? Well, what's wrong? So we're trying to clarify now. Let's see. Says the Gemara. I'm Rabashi. When we said you can't wrap it in your hands, and wrap it in your hands, you're doing a sort of kilayim. Now, kilayim has a few different connotations. It could mean that you're bringing two animals together. It could mean that you're um, that you're doing shatness. There's a bunch of different things in the Torah that called kilayim. So the Rashi is saying the problem of wrapping all the ropes in your hands, all the camel ropes in your hand together, if you wrap them, is a climb problem. Tomorrow wants to know, climb the mind, what climb? If you want to say it's climb because the man is working, 
together with his camel. And it's a story to have, just like it's a story to, to do a, a bull, an ox together with a camel, or an ox with a donkey. You can't do a man with a donkey. Maybe that's the claim. Is that what you mean? You can't have, you can't plow with two animals together. And the two animals here are donkey and man. Because if you pull the string of donkeys, it's like you're working with the donkeys by pulling it, like Toshua explains. It says a man is allowed to pull with his uh, and plow with his donkey. It's not called climb. Ella climb the chavalim must be. We're talking about shotness of the ropes. If you wrap it in your hands, the two ropes. If one is linen and one is one is wool, you'll be doing climb that way. Because some were wool and some were linen. Can't be. But now we learned in the Mishnah, Hatokev Tikifachat Enochibur. If you just make one stitch, it's not considered a chibur. Here too, when you're just wrapping your hands, it's even though one rope was made out of wool and the other one was made out of linen, who cares? It's not tied together. It's just wrapped around my hand. Should be fine. That can't be the case. You with me, Mike? Sure, that should be issue for any rope then. It's mutar because I'm not, I'm not, the rope is not wrapped, it's not woven in, it's just ropes my hand. I'm allowed to hold one rope of wool and one rope of linen. It's not quite like that. It's not woven, it's not woven together. Right, I'm just holding them. Right. Right, right. And if you're not, if you, if you weren't, I'm not understanding. So long as you're not wearing it, it's not an issue, no? Regardless, woven, not woven, doesn't matter. You're not wearing it. Okay, that's not so clear. This guy has it wrapped around his hand. If it would be woven together... It's like you're wearing it like a gloves, no? Yeah, if it's woven together, it's like you're wearing it, no? When you wrap it on your hand... We're saying it's not because... You can't wear shot in his gloves. Can anyone hear me? I don't yeah. know why my I mean, now I can hear you. Two minutes. You, keep, you keep going in and out, Rabbi. Yeah. I'm the only one on the internet here. It should be working fine. I don't know what's going on. No one else uses it in this house. Maybe I should get my cell phone and connect like that with the, with the Wi-Fi and the phone. Okay. Let's think about that next time. Says the email. I'm sorry. Really, we're talking about shortness of the ropes. We're talking about as long as you don't tie them together. When we said it was Asur in the Mishnah, it's only Asur if you tie the ropes together and then you wrap it around your hand. That's the problem. You got it? Cough? Yeah. If you would tie the rope, mm-hmm. Shmuel says different. Shmuel says no. The problem here is that if you have a rope in your hand, like I'm doing over here, let's say you're pulling the rope, and you have a tefach of rope, I'm pulling the camel, and I have a tefach of rope out of my hand this way, this part of the rope is, I'm carrying it because it's not doing anything for me. You understand what I'm saying? You're allowed to hold the rope like this, because now 
every part of the rope that's on this side is between me and the animal that's working. So it's not called I'm carrying the rope. But if I would carry the rope like this, where I have the leftover tefach, according to Shmuel, that's the problem. Because you're carrying that extra piece. You with me, Carl? Mm-hmm. So I'm only allowed to pull an animal if I have the whole, if I'm holding the end of the rope, not here. Right. Good? Mm-hmm. Right? I asked the Gemara, but I don't know if you have to say, why are you saying it? Didn't they say in Shmuel, you lost me? We lost you for a second. Three lines at the bottom. As long as it doesn't go away from his hand, I thought in Shmuel Yeshiva, they said two Tevachim is a problem. Why are you saying one Tevach? I thought two Tevachim is a problem. If Shmuel said Tevach, and the Shmuel Yeshiva did two Tevachs, it must be Shmuel HaHachal HaMaita Shmuel is telling us which means that even though the real rule is two Shmuel was telling us one uh, people will will Rabbi we're having trouble hearing you I can't hear you Rabbi in out. Okay, let me get a phone. Let me get a phone and do dialing. Okay, one second. I'm gonna pause it. One second. Hold on. Wonderful. Okay. Um, so Shmuel had said that it could stick out one tefach. But in Shmuel's yeshiva, they were announcing it could stick out the two tefachim. So Gemara is saying, why is that? Because Shmuel is saying the real halacha, which is what you're supposed to announce to the people. You announce to the people one tefach. Really, the law is up to two tefachim is not carrying. But we announce one tefach so people don't make a mistake and play around with fire over there by carrying a, a one tefach and they'll be a little off and they'll be doing the avera. Is that clear, Carl? Yeah. Yes. Says the Gemara, Va'atanya, but didn't we learn that a brighta u'bilvad she'agbiyam in a karka tefach? Didn't we say a rule that you're allowed, it's always okay to drag an animal in the street. It's always okay to take an animal on a leash as long as you lift it off the ground, a tefach, meaning as long as you make sure that in your rope you don't allow it to drag on the floor within the tefach of the floor, it's always okay to take your animal for a walk on Shabbat. So why are we saying there's a problem of a tefach? I thought as long as it's above the ground, it's okay. The brighter that you saw that it's okay always is talking about the, the rope that's in between the man and the animal. That rope has to be tefach on the floor. But the rope that's sticking out of his hand can't be more than a tefach or two tefachim.
Is that clear? This is a rule that's very relevant for people who have dogs that need walking. People have dogs that need walking. The halakha is that you are only allowed to take it if you have both things. Number one, if you don't let the, sh- the rope go close to the floor, which is a tough thing to do sometimes, the animals, um, the animals come uh, closer, and you have to make sure that you wrap it so it doesn't go, it doesn't go to the floor, within the tefak on the floor, and it can't stick out of your hands the tefak. So it's a little tricky; it might not be easy to do. So, okay, now we have a brand new mishnah. And chamor yotzab emirdat bizman uh, Hamor cannot go out with a merdat when it's not tied up to it. Now, a merdat, we already said before, a merdat is a saddle cloth if it's not tied on. And he can't go out with a zook even if it's pakuk. Uh, a zook is a bell around its neck. Even if it's pakuk, even if you stuff up the bell and it doesn't make noise, you still not do it. Not with a ladder, on his neck. Don't ask me why you have ladders on the neck. We're going to see in the Gemara soon. Can't go out with a cord on its leg. And the chicken can't go out with their strings. Strings on the chicken. Not with the string, not with the cord on their feet. We'll see why they have these things in a minute. And the and the male rams cannot go the with the little wagon that goes under their tails of their tails. and the female goats can't go, can't go out. Chanunot. We'll see what that means. Chanunot in a minute. and the calf cannot go yose with their gim. We'll see what that means soon. And a, a cow cannot go with a leather. Which is kofed. We'll see what that means soon also. Not with a cord in between its horns. The cow can't go with a cord in between the horns. The cow or used to go out with a cord, cord in between its horns. And the rabbis were upset that he let his cow go out like that. Even though he's a big rabbi, he yelled it was okay. The rabbis were upset that he did that. The Gemara is going to explain. My Tama, what's the reason why you can't have the saddle? Kedamran, saddle cloth. Kedamran, like we said in the Gemara two daf ago. You can't go out with a bell. An animal can't go out with a cowbell, even if it's stuffed up. Like we said before, when you had the camels tied up, when you go out with a bell, that's stu- even if it's stuffed up, it looks like you're taking it to the market. It seems like when they went to the market, they would go out with bells. Okay? Not the Hasidim bells, just the bells around the neck. Right? They can't go out a sulam, a ladder, on its neck. Why would they go around with a ladder on its neck? Amravuna, Bilua, Lemai Abdile. Why would they do this? Sometimes an animal will have a wound. And because the wound is bothering him, they'll turn around and scratch it. So how do we stop them from turning their head back and scratching their wound and causing the scab to get worse and worse? 
we tie a ladder to its neck. The ladder works like a brace and doesn't allow it to turn its neck back to root to, to pick its own scab. Sometimes we wish you could do this to the kids. Okay. They can't go out with a cord on its feet. The reason why they put the cord around their feet is because they make it in order to help it walk. It seems like there were some animals that had a very short stride, and that would cause their feet to knock against each other and hurt them. So this is to us, this cord somehow stops them from knocking their feet against each other and hurting themselves. The chickens can't go out with their strings. The reason why they put the strings on the, on the, on the chickens is because you don't want to switch your chickens with someone else's chickens. They run around. So if you put a string on them, you can tell which ones are yours and which ones are someone else's chickens. Those you can't go out with on Shabbat. Lobans who are not with a cord. The object they make these cords, the cords go around the beak in order that they don't peck on a pebble and break glasses that are around. It seems like animals, like chickens, have a habit of pecking and causing Pebbles to fly around. You will learn about that when we get to Masechah Baba Kama. And they will put this ritual that stops them from causing pebbles to shoot out and break glasses. Okay? The male goats can't go out with a wagon that's on their tails. Why would they have a wagon on their tails? In order that their tails should not be it seems like there were some animals that had very meaty tails, and the tails had no bones in them, and the tails would hang down and would drag on the floor when they gained weight. And that being that there was meat in the tails, they don't want to hurt the tails, so they would put a little wagon that everywhere the, the cow would go, or the, ram, the, the male ram would go, its tail would drag on this little wagon behind him so it doesn't get ripped up by the stones on the ground. So you, wherever it goes, there's a little wagon behind it, and it pulls the tail. That's meaty, okay? The mm-hmm. Rambam that they had such tails in Egypt in his days. I don't know what they look like now. Maybe you have to ask a zoologist. Now, mm-hmm. and the female goats cannot go out. What's Hanunot? We're going to have a machlok about what Hanunot is. Once you, these female goats, once you shear them and you have no wool, you stick, and then now they're going to get cold, stick an azak oil, and you put it on their forehead to warm them up. So they don't get cold. Now they don't have their wool, they're, they're liable to get a cold. You put warm oil on their forehead to keep them, them what, Carl? Keep them warm. Mm-hmm. If so, you made them like one of the Amoraim or Ukva. Like one of the so chashuv that you're going to come to these little sheep and you're going to give them a hot oil compress when you shear them? What are we taking? What are, they, are they sheep or people? You're making it like more ukva. That can't be what it is. 
Chanunim can't be that. Okay. Ela Yativa Papa Bashmul Kameh Korat Leled. When the when the animal squats to give birth, you take two oil-soaked compresses and you put one on its forehead and one on its womb in order that it warms up and the baby comes out quicker. If so, you made it into Yalta. Yalta is a famous wife of one of the Tanaim. One of the Amoraim. You're making, making this every baby lamb into a into a Yalta? What are they? Who are they? Are they humans? And Amarhuna, rather, Amarhuna is the following. It's when we said Chanunim, that the female goats, Kinako Chanunim, what does it mean? It means like this. Chanun is a type of wood. There's a wood that grows in an island someplace, and it is called Chanun. Now, what's the good of this wood? What do they do with it? They bring this little toothpick from this wood. They put it into the nose of the female deers. In order that it should sneeze, and the insects and the bugs that are in its nose will come out. It seems like these animals are prone to have insects in the nose, which are very, very bothersome. And they put these little sticks of chanun wood in the nose. That causes them to sneeze and it gets all the things out of their nose. That's what it is. So when they say that they can't go out, it means with Hanun wood up its nose. Are we good? Yes. Yeah. Says the Gemara. If so, why do we only put it in the female goats? Why don't we stick it in the goat noses of the male goats? No, no, no. Since the male goats bang each other, uh-huh. bang each other with their horns, male goats are constantly banging their horns against each other. That when they do that, it knocks out the insects from their nose and doesn't. They don't need these things. People only stuck these chanunim sneezing things into the noses of the female ones because they need it because they don't knock heads. Okay? By the way, if you watch a documentary about these things, they'll tell you the reason why they're knocking heads is in order to establish their male territory. Here we're seeing different reasons. The real reason why they knock it is knock heads is in order to get the insects out of their nose. But the scientists didn't figure that out yet. Okay, give them time. Give them another 500 years, they'll figure it out. Let's think about that. Um, Shimon Nazira, or a different rabbi would say, Kisma the Ritma. It is the same idea, but it's a Ritma wood. It's not a wood that comes from overseas. It's a Ritima wood. And they put it in the nose to make its needs. I understand according to Huna, they call it Chanun, because it's Chanun wood from overseas. The reason why they call the, the animals Chanunot is because we're putting the wood that's called Chanun in their nose. El Rabbanan, my Chanunot, according to this new rabbi, why are they calling it Chanunot if it's just Ritma in the nose? It's called Chanunot because Chanun means mercy. And we're having mercy on them to get the stuff out, these insects out of their nose. Are we good? 
Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Let's keep going. We said the Ena Egel Yotzeh Begimun. The calf cannot no go with the Gimun. My Egel, what's an Egel? The Gimun. Amar of Hunabar Nira. Amar of Elezer. My Mashu Dai Gimun listed the Mekav. The Ktiv. Alikov Ga Agmon Rosho. Okay. Let me just get this clear. What it says. Oh, we're late. Hold on. It's it's a it's a small all, which means bar nira. Bar nira means a small all, a small little yoke that gets them used to putting their heads down. my How do you see that? That's what it means. How do you know that the word Nimun means that they lower their head? They bend like an Agma on his head. Okay. We're going to pick up over here tomorrow at the first wide line. Okay. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Harry's on? I didn't. Welcome, everyone. Okay. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.